Hello and welcome to the Tommy Divine podcast. It is September 12th. It is Tuesday night. It currently is 827 Eastern, 727 Central Time. And guess who I'm with today to talk about week two of the NFL, the Sunday slate, talk about week one. He's back on the program yet again from Bloomington, Indiana, the campus of Indiana University. It's Patrick Feltz. Patrick J. Feltz, how are you doing today, my friend? Tommy, I'm doing fantastic. Coming off of a, a weekend where I watched really inhumane amounts of football, I think from yes. what yeah. Saturday to Monday night, I probably watched yeah. a combined total that uh, would put shock and horror on the faces of all of our listeners. But I hope you did the same because it was some fantastic football in college, in the NFL, wherever you looked, there was a great game on. I had a whole lot uh, of fun watching games this weekend, and I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, dude. Saturday all day, Michelob Ultra flowing from about noon to whenever the Auburn game ended. So that was that was a day on Saturday. It was a day. Uh, Sunday, wake up. You get this this feeling like Christmas morning feeling, and man, the Sunday ticket flowing. You got the red zone going. It it is, it's like a whole other level, man. It, it you're back. It's we good to are be back, back, isn't it? It's good to be back. Like fully back. It's wonderful, uh, Pat. I think I'd be doing a disservice to the people of this program. Uh, we're, we'll be getting into our normal stuff as always, our normally scheduled programming. But um, last night, obviously, a lot of tensions in, in New York, remembering the 9-11 terrorist attacks, you know, anniversary of that. Mm-hmm. You have Aaron Rodgers coming in, playing his first game as a New York Jet against the Buffalo Bills, Monday Night Football, ABC, ESPN, all eyes are on the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills in this game. Four snaps into the football game. Aaron Rodgers goes down with a torn Achilles. Aaron Rodgers is out for the rest of the season. Pat, take it away. I mean, what what are you thinking right now? If you're, what do you think? What do you, what do you think? Well, first Let's of all, the, the Jets won last night, so so good for them. A really exciting, fun game, and I, I think we'll have some more thoughts on that uh, at some point else in this podcast, but. This is a huge blow to the Jets. Obviously, when you have a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback who you gave up serious capital for uh, and you're paying a lot of money for, and he lasts all the four snaps in your uniform, and who knows if he'll ever play again. You know, he's over the age of 40, and a torn Achilles is not the easiest thing to come back from. Who knows, really? But uh, at this point, I, I think if you're the Jets, you have to be grateful you won, but at the same time, at what cost? Aaron Rodgers didn't look awesome last season for Green Bay, but he still is Aaron Rodgers. He still was the back-to-back MVP just a handful of years ago. He still is a guy who has set all sorts of records and has lit the league on fire for the last almost two decades at this point, if you can believe it. That's a huge blow, and uh, only getting four total snaps with him uh, just absolutely rips uh, the heart out of Jets fans who have had their hearts ripped out a a thousand times before, but – uh, I'm not sure if it really gets much worse than this one. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about, you go back to, you know, the year after I was born. Uh, apparently, this has been the 24th anniversary since 
Vinny Testaverde had the same exact injury the same year back in 1999 when the Jets were able to somehow maybe make a Super Bowl run that year if Testaverde would have stayed healthy, possibly. Um, Same kind of injury, kind of freak accident. Then you get the Bill Belichick leaving after Bill Parcells kind of takes him in. You think Belichick's going to be the coach of the Jets? Nope. Here we go. Press conference. Oh, I'm going to New England. Just another kick to the to the Nuggets if you're the Jets. And then the butt fumble. I mean, this is the most Jets thing to ever happen. And I, I hope Aaron's fine. I, I'm not trying to in any way, shape, or form, like, make fun of Aaron Rodgers or make fun of him or anything like that. But this is the most Jets thing to ever happen to the Jets. This is, this is Jets. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it is like when you figure this out and then you actually like process it today and you just feel so bad for these people that for the last 25 years, basically since Joe Namath. Okay. And that Super Bowl. All right. These people, these poor people have just been, dragged along and, and, and you feel bad for him pat this this constantly just just getting kicked in the nuggets man it, it with a steel-toed boot i mean this this is the biggest blow if you're a jets fan uh and obviously if you had him on fantasy that's even worse but you know i feel really bad for aaron um you know i've had some different things to say about him on the show you know how he's a little bit of a weirdo maybe and you know has the weird witch girlfriend and smokes ayahuasca and on and on and on. But I do really hope he recovers. I make, I hope he makes full recovery. I think this was like, uh, I think they said this was like the Kevin Durant injury, right? Yeah. A few years I back. mean, a lot of guys are torn Achilles. It's a, it's a common injury, sure. but it's a, it's a tough Something one to like recover that. from. And it's a, a long recovery. Right. I'm sure Aaron's got some sort of alternative herbal treatment that he's going to rub on sure. it. And uh, he should be back in about two weeks. But uh, other than <laughs> sure. that, this is an injury. It takes about a year to get back from. So, uh, who knows yeah. when, when we see him next or if we, I just, I really, I really field. feel, I really do feel for Jets fans, man. I mean, yeah. you waited all summer, all spring. You wanted to sign this guy. You finally signed him. You finally have him. Then not even five snaps into the season and your season's pretty much over. Yeah. I mean, but on the flip side, is it, they looked good last night and, and won against a, a good bills team who, who struggled granted. Uh, but I think that defense and the running backs and the receivers, the weapons, can do enough to win a game against a whole lot of teams so long as can. Zach Wilson well, plays can. all right football. And he played all right last night. And this is what I was advocating last year. The Jets are a really good football team, but Zach Wilson is just not a good quarterback. And that he, is where he doesn't have to be good. He has to be okay. He has I don't to know be if he can do passable. that for 17 games. And I don't know if he can either, but he looked all right last night. If they play like that every night, I'm just saying. Well, you have a miracle catch from Garrett Wilson, which. But how many guys in the league are making that catch? And they've got one of the guys who can make that catch. They've got a couple of great receivers and Brees Hall had a great night too. Sure. They have a lot of talent on this team. And I think we're in agreement there. Dalvin Cook can come in. He can do some damage. This is a really Uh, good team. If Zach Wilson could just look absolutely bang average, doesn't have to be good. Just don't be bad. Don't be a problem. Make the throws you have to make. Don't do anything stupid. If he can do that, this is a team that can go to the playoffs still. And if you're the Jets, right, um, you really want to focus on running the football. If you're running the football, you're keeping your opponent on the sideline. You're resting your defense so your defense doesn't have to do everything for you. 
And as long as, you know, you can run the football, you don't necessarily have to score a touchdown on every drive. But if you can just get points solidly on every drive and run the football consistently and have a halfway okay, decent passing game, there's enough weapons for Zach Wilson to produce in that offense if he if he's, ha- like you said, half good. So they're really going to rely on the running game, though. We mm-hmm. will see if the Jets can make the playoffs. I would be really interested to see that. Um, <laughs> when you look at the lines of this week, Pat, um, there's some people out in the desert who think otherwise. So I'll just let you know that right now. All right. Um, but yeah, so when to just start off because that was one of the most shocking, big deal, unbelievable. You can't believe this franchise has been screwed yet again. Moments that I just had to mention on the top of the show. Uh, um, but let's get into our awards. The LL Cool J, who do you love the most this week, Pat? Who do you love, baby? Who do you love this week? Uh, this week, Tommy, I'm loving. The Miami Dolphins star receiver Tyreek Hill. You can look at the numbers here for him. I'll, I'll read you the stat line, Tommy. I, I hope you're sitting down for this. Are you sitting down? I am. I am. Uh, well, Tyreek Hill this week was not sitting down. He was standing up and he was making himself known. Tyreek Hill, 11 catches, 215 receiving yards, two touchdowns. What's there to even say? But it's even beyond what it looks like on the stat sheet because every single time the Dolphins – needed a big play, needed six, needed a first down, needed to move the chains, needed anything. They called his number, and he delivered. This is a really close, back-and-forth, competitive sort of tennis match game, high shooting, real – just Highfalutin. Highfalutin, even. Uh, A real barn burner. Absolutely great game to watch. And when Tyree Kill was called upon, he answered every single time, and they called upon him every single time they needed somebody to do something. He was unbelievable. It's one of the most dominant receiving performances I, I think I've ever seen at the NFL level. Uh, just just made it look way too easy. Uh, a couple of amazing touchdown catches. Uh, Tyree Kill is definitely my player of the week this week. I'm loving him. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't even need an Apple Watch to tell him to stand up. He was already flying. Mm-hmm. He was all over the place. Um, no, he was incredible this week. I'm going to go with Brock Purdy. Um, there were a lot of people right. coming into the season saying that Ah, uh, Brock is a flash in the pan. Brock what about the injuries? It. Yeah. About the injury. What's all this? What's all that? Um, let's say hello to Brandon Ayuk and the great offense that is the San Francisco 49ers out west. Um, Brock Purdy's back. I don't think he ever left. He is awesome. Uh, go in there, destroy the Steelers at Pittsburgh, a hard place to play. Just blowing them out of the water. That offense is humming, baby, and I'm telling you what, Brock Purdy is the reason, one of the many reasons why. But that is a true team. That team is lead. Um, each person is going to step up each week. Debo, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle once he gets a little healthier, Christian McCaffrey have so many weapons on that offense. Brock Purdy is the is the the person that drives it all. He he really is uh, the commander of the field and. That's why I think he's my player. Who do I love this week? Brock Purdy looks so good, Pat. Yeah, Tommy, I uh, I had questions about him coming into the season. I'm not going to lie to you, and, and you knew that. It was largely stemming from the injuries, and is he going to be able to come back uh, and perform at the level he was last season? And I think the answer was an emphatic yes through week one. 
Uh, and this San Francisco team through week one, too, I would say looks like the best team in the entire NFL uh, from top to bottom on both sides of the football. Just absolutely yeah. loaded with guys in every single position. Go on the road, play a good Steelers team in a tough environment week one, and just absolutely shellack them. Not even a game. Uh, th- this thing was completely out of hand after halftime. It was you know 27 to nothing going to the half. Or no, it was it was a uh, what was it? It was twenty to seven at the half, and then San Francisco put them away even more in the second half. But um, not a game at all, just absolute domination. And Brock Purdy did everything he was asked to do. That's what San Francisco has been missing at quarterback. It's either been oh Jimmy G's hurt, or Jimmy G makes some stupid mistake that costs them the game, or Trey Lance can't get on the field because he's hurt, or Trey Lance also makes a stupid mistake and just doesn't impress anybody, doesn't do anything right. Brock Purdy is doing everything that's asked of him. He's, he's not doing anything exceptionally great, but he doesn't have to. He just has to be really good, play within the system, complete the passes, get it to the guys, get it to McCaffrey, get it to Ayuk, get it to Debo, Kittle, whoever. And he's done that, and he's done a great job of that. If he can keep it up, he can stay healthy. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind the San Francisco team can get to uh, to Las Vegas in February. Hi. Right. Well, Moving on to the next award, uh, we're bringing this back. It's the Dougal of the <laughs> week. Uh, our first really official Dougal. Um, and we also have another spin on something else later on in the show. Uh, but Dougal, Pat, who's your Dougal of the week this week? Yeah, my Dougal this week, Tommy, it's going to have to be from the Thursday game, Kansas City wide receiver Kadarius Tony, just one of the worst receiving performances I have ever seen. He had one catch uh, for one receiving yard on, I think it was four targets. He averaged something like negative two points per target t- to the team. Jeez. So among other things, in, in those targets, he had two drops. One of those drops was off of his hands, pretty easy catch. Bounces into a Detroit player's arms for a, a pretty easy pick six. So he gave away six points there, seven, to count the extra point. And then with the game on the line, Kansas City driving, needing a field goal to win the game, he's got another wide open catch that would put them pretty close to field goal range, if not in field goal range. And he drops that one too and costs them the game. So uh, two absolutely crucial drops. If he does not step on the field, Kansas City probably wins this game. He had a net negative impact on their team when they just threw it his direction. Two drops that that absolutely cost them the game. Dead, yeah. An inexplicably poor performance from this guy. A, a do goal and then some. Nothing else to say. You know, I I agree with you on that. That's a great choice. Uh, but I'm going to go with last night's loser, Pat, and that was Josh Allen. And yeah. trust me, he does not get mentioned as a Dougal nominee very much. So this is probably going to be a rare opportunity that I get to pick him as one. Um, four turnovers last night, a fumble, three interceptions, throwing it up for grabs, completely inaccurate. Um, just look completely just on another planet last night. I don't know where Josh was. I don't think he was on planet Earth. Um, he was just throwing it up for grabs, not really making any sense of his passing. Uh, mm-hmm. He played terrible last night. And if Josh Allen's going to play like that the rest of the season, um, 
I don't know if it's been too many commercials on the off season or, or what it is with him. But last night, if that's anything like what we're going to get the rest of the season, it is going to be a tough year for the Buffalo Bills. I'll just say that right now. And he blamed it on himself. And he, I think the quote he said in the press conference was uh, same stuff, except he didn't say stuff, same stuff, different day. You know, he's had trouble with the Jets before. I mean, this Jets defense is really good, but three interceptions and a fumble, four turnovers and all is inexcusable. Horrible play by Josh Allen. Uh, yeah, he's he's my Dougal this week. He was atrocious, Pat. Rare, rare bad performance from Josh Allen. But yeah, he's he's my Dougal this week. He was terrible. Just turned the ball over like it was his job, Tommy. I don't think he's going to keep it up. I think we have enough of a, a track record with this guy over the past few seasons to where we can say, all right, he'll be fine. But a really uncharacteristically poor performance from him. And one that really highlights just how good this Jet defense is. All right. So as we go into week two, um, obviously, we're going to talk about some of the week one, week two together. Um, there's going to be a lot of overreactions. We know it's only week one. So when we say this, say that, we understand it's week We've just been one week, so it's going to be a little bit of overreaction. That's all we have. So we're going to just overreact, and then we'll go back and listen and be like, oh, man, how dumb was that that I said, you know, the Bills are going to miss the pleasure. You know, whatever, something like that. But as we move on to week two, there's a couple of interesting caveats. Uh, obviously, Thursday Night Football is back on Amazon Prime, and we get a double uh, double header for Monday Night Football this year. In week two instead of week one, where it usually is week one, mm-hmm. we get the Monday night doubleheader. This year it's week two. We have a couple. I think I mentioned last week there's a couple more this year than just the one doubleheader. And in honor of the late great Jimmy Buffett, who passed away last week, rest in peace, uh, a week or two ago, instead of our usual burn your cable box this week, we are going to, in honor of Jimmy, and Margaritaville and, and Cheeseburger Paradise and all that good stuff. We are going to say how many margaritas the the worst game of the week we can drink to make us forget about it. So it would take me, I'd rather drink this many margaritas than watch this game. So instead of the burner cable box, we're going to do that to honor Jimmy Buffett. That will be later on in the show, but I wanted to include that this week, Pat, uh, for the late, great Jimmy Buffett. Love it. So be thinking about how many margaritas you'd rather drink than watching the, the worst game of the week. How many How many drinks would it get you to watch that? You know, how, you know. Uh, but anyway, let's go into week two now. Thursday night football, the Vikings. Woo! Yikes, Pat. Traveling to Lincoln uh, Financial Field to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, scary Sunday for Minnesota. Um, Philadelphia, I believe, is favored by, uh, let's see. They're favored seven. by f- seven. Yeah, it's Over and under is 49. Weather should be pretty decent. Pat, I'm going to take Philadelphia in this game. I agree. I agree. I completely agree, Tommy. Um, Now, now, yeah. Yeah, this is just, 
not a Minnesota team that looked very good last week. Simple as that. And while Philadelphia had an unimpressive win against the Patriots, where they really let New England scratch the claw their way back into that one, and at the end it felt like a game New England really should have won. Philadelphia gave them every opportunity to win that game, and the Patriots just refused to take it. Minnesota just looked bad at home against a not very good team. I don't think there's really anything else to it other than that. So why would I pick against a Philadelphia team at home that's looking to prove something? No, there's no reason to. Give me Philadelphia here 34-21. So, and I'll just play counter to this. Oh, and primetime Kirk Cousins, too. Let me mention that. True, true. But it is a Thursday night. Okay. That's always wonky. True. I feel like seven for a Thursday night's a high line. Minnesota, whenever they're down and people think they're going to stink, come out and somehow make it a close game. Philadelphia, like you said, did not look super impressive on Sunday. It is a short week for both teams, right? Um, I think Minnesota will come out decent in the first half, and then Philly pulls away. They played last year on, uh, was it Monday night they played in in the doubleheader and just stunk it up, and Minnesota got clobbered, I think, you're right. I think by Philadelphia. These games turn out to be okay in the first half, and then by the second half, Philly pulls away. Um. But Philly Minnesota struggled just, in the second half against New England. Mention that. They did. They did. But Minnesota just lost to Tampa Bay. So I don't know exactly what that means, if they're really bad or if they just had a bad week. Uh, I'm really interested to see how Philadelphia plays this week. And I'm interested to see how Minnesota reacts coming off that loss mm-hmm. on a short week. Are they going to carry that in? Are they going to forget about it, move on? We shall see. But nonetheless, this should be a pretty good game, at least for a half. And then I think Philly pulls away. But that's on Amazon Prime. That'll be the first Allen Kirk game of the year for the regular season. All right, we got the Sunday slate. Let's go. Let's, let's start off with CBS, the 1 o'clocks on CBS. We got Raiders at the Bills. Over-under is at 47. And the Bills are favored by nine and a half points. Pat, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Pat, this is one of my upsets of the week. I'm taking the Raiders. I like the Raiders Raiders. to cover. That's way too many points. But I like the Bills to win still. I I think the Bills get right this week. I like the Bills 23-20. That's way too many points. That's an absurd line. That that is an absurd line for how Buffalo played this week. Maybe Penis they're thinking, line. oh, Buffalo's going to come out angry this week. But after all we saw from them on Monday night where they struggled with turning the ball over, that was just a, a huge, it's huge, also, huge It's problem. also a short week for them, too. Short week for Buffalo as well. You get one less day. Just saying. True. It, it, I mean, that matters. Um, yeah, I just think the Raiders, I, I mean, I know that game with Denver was kind of close, but I just don't see anything from Buffalo, at least from this week that I saw that, you know, Allen's turned the football over. I think the Raiders are are decent offensively. They can make some moves. I think this will be kind of a shootout. And I think the Raiders might end up winning. I think that's just way too high of a line. And I, I kind of like the Raiders, at least to cover. But I think they win, too. I know it's at Buffalo, but 
I like your enthusiasm, Tommy, but I I, I kind of like Raiders, the Raiders going on the road back to back weeks to kind of a, a tough draw to start the season. But Tommy, I, I like your enthusiasm here. I think they play well. I don't think this Raider team is bad at all. I, I think people are giving them a bad rap. I think they're okay. I think I they're absolutely think fine. They're going to win six or seven games. I don't know. Nine and a half nine is and way and too half. many. That's, that's a crazy I mean, that's, line. That's. I'm looking that's, at other lines around the league. There's nothing as high as that. That's really well, all week. Well, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. There's not. No, there's nothing that high. It's the highest line of the week. And I don't think it's the biggest mismatch of the week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's not. The, yeah, that is the highest line. Yeah. There's another one that's high, too. We'll get there's to another that. one that's high. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We talked we'll about talk that about team that. earlier. But. Um, okay. Buffalo, or sorry, Baltimore at Cincinnati. Over-under is 46 and a half. Cincinnati is favored by three and a half, Pat. I like Baltimore against Cincinnati. Uh, it's in Cincinnati. Neither of these teams impressed me last week. I think with some good weather, Cincinnati will play better. With that being said, this is a Cincinnati team that does struggle early in the season. I don't really like either of these teams a whole lot as of right now. Uh, I think they can write the ship later in the season, but Cincinnati struggles early in the year too, Tommy. Like, I feel the same way as you. I think Baltimore is going to win this game. Really tough draw for Cincinnati to have two divisional opponents to open the season, especially in a division that's bound to be as tight as the AFC North. But I like Baltimore here. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Ravens 27-24. I kind of the three and a half is kind of high. I think that is a high line for it's divisional. About half, it's about a half point high, I'd say. Um, do you think do you think Burrow's kind of hurt, or do you think he's just not playing well? Do you think he might be hurt a little bit? I don't bit? think it's that he's hurt or not playing well. I just don't think that he had a training camp, and that means something. You need to be able to ramp up to playing speed. But even in seasons where he's had a full training camp, and his whole team is it's a team sport. It's not just Joe Burrow out there. And they all looked flat on, on Sunday. It wasn't oh, just him. Yeah. Everybody. Cincinnati has really come out slow out of the gates the last couple of years, and, and they've Done better later in the season. I think that trend is going to continue this year. But so far this season, I, I said it before last week's game, I don't expect Cincinnati to come out of the gate strong. It's just not how they are. So I love to play the overreaction. Let's take stock out of this team game. And who will make the playoff? Let's play that fun game. If you had to take stock out of a team right now, and obviously I know it's just week one, Buffalo or Cincinnati, who are you taking the stock out of at this point? Because you're a Buffalo Super Bowl guy. I'm going to keep reminding you of it because I think it's a completely asinine pick. But you're picking Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. Out of Cincinnati or Buffalo, who right now at this point, after the two flattest performances, well, besides maybe the Giants, out of those performances, those two, at least in the AFC, who do you think comes out doing better this season? I still think they're both playoff teams. My opinion is not going to change. These are both playoff teams, but... Cincinnati's performance was definitely worse than Buffalo's. It was, but I think both teams right the ship. I'm not sounding panic alarms on either of these teams. Oh, yeah, I'm not. You've seen it from both of them before. They're both going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. I would be more worried if I were a Cincinnati fan, though, simply because that division is tougher. And the AFC East is not a pushover, but the AFC North is an absolute murderer's row of a division. It is. And I think we also learned, too, I think Cleveland might be Kind of for real, maybe. On defense, I mean, especially. I know, On yeah, defense. I know you said Deshaun, Deshaun ran for a touchdown. I mean, I know you said he didn't play super well. but Played fine. 
Okay. He played fine. Yeah. He threw a so, really nasty pick. Yeah. You know, he, oh yeah. But, uh, yeah, that is going to be a definitely a, a murderer's row there in the, in the AFC North as always. But let's move on. Uh, Chargers at the Titans. The Chargers are favored by three at, in Nashville. Over under is 45. I, I, Pat, I like the Chargers pretty big in this one. I like them by about three touchdowns. I don't like them by that much, but I like the Chargers by a lot here too. Especially we saw what the Charger offense could do last week. I think this game gets a little weird though. I just don't see the Charger offense having the week it had last week against this Tennessee defense that that looked really good against New Orleans. But it's Ryan Tannehill, man. He, uh, I think the wheels have officially fallen off on him. I don't know what they're going to do, but maybe I need to see one more week just to confirm. But that looked like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league on Sunday. Just an absolutely abysmal performance. Really no excusing it. I think the wheels might officially be off of the Ryan Tannehill wagon. I like the Chargers here by 10. I'll, I'll go Chargers 35, eh, maybe 35-21, actually. I yeah, like about I, a little I, more than that. Pat, I, yeah. told you I, I think this game Hill. gets weird early, but the Chargers are just going to pull away off of a, a couple pick sixes or fumbles or something. Tannehill's going to mess up, and the Titans receivers aren't good enough to make up for his mistakes. Yeah, I could have told you the Tannehill wheels were falling off back in, in May. I mean, he was I, all right I just, last year. He was all right. Yeah. I I I was out. This kind of came from out of nowhere. And hey, if you called yeah, it, you called I, it. But I called. I think it. I need um, to see it for one more week. I need to see it for one more week. I don't. I I don't need it, and I'd rather not see it. Actually, I'd rather just not watch this game. But I'm I'm going to end up watching it anyway. But yeah, no, I think the Chargers win big. Uh, I think three touchdowns is quite appropriate. There's nothing from the Tennessee offense besides Henry that really, you know, gets me going. And and when you're trying to play a shootout style football, like the chargers play. Yeah. I just don't think Tennessee can keep up, um, especially with Tannehill in there. So I like the chargers to thump the Titans pretty big on Sunday for sure. Um, Let's go chiefs at Jags. Chiefs are favored by three in uh, Duval County over under is 51. Uh, I like the Chiefs in this spot, Pat. I think after the Thursday night loss, they get a couple extra days to think about it. I think Kelsey's going to play. They're going to check if his bruise is swollen or not. And it sounds like he's dating Taylor Swift now. Did you hear that, Tommy? I, you know what? I actually, while I was looking for the Travis Kelsey injury status, I saw that on there. And that is the weirdest couple I think we will ever see on planet Earth. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Who would have thought? That is that <laughs> is the in God's green and blue Earth. I think that is the two weirdest people to ever get together. I just I can't think of a weirder couple. Can you? That is such a weird. My my weird couple pairing vibe. all time will always be Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes, but. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift is but certainly see, I up think there. those two would fit. I feel like those two are on the same vibe. But they did date, and it was extremely weird. Really? I it feel like was. Those two are it was. Like, There's this they... video of them kissing, and it's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. It's like they're both pop stars. I feel like that would work. Yeah, but their their vibes were just like... Really? It, was, it didn't make sense. You need to see the video. I feel like you have t- like Travis Kelsey, the tight end, who's yeah. like this goofy, big jock. And then you have this little blonde woman who used to be a country singer, but is now a pop singer, and she dates all her 
you know, all these people and then sings about them when she's the most famous musician on earth. Yeah, most famous musician on earth. He's not a Beatle. Yeah. And then you got one of the best tight ends to arguably ever play the game of football. Um, it is just that's I just think that's so weird, man. That is a weird couple. I just like imagine seeing them going to like the, the VMAs or like the Grammys, like Kelsey's just rolling up with his mustache and like I don't dude, that's just so weird to me. And I like Kelsey a lot. I think he's really funny. Um, but him and Swift, T Swift, man, that would be insane. Who would have thought? I think. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's so weird. If they break up during the season, bet against the Chiefs that week, all I'm saying. Well, so we're going to get T-Swift at Arrowhead now. Will we? Who knows? Is she going to like be hanging out she with Jackson played there. Mahomes? She played there in the Aris tour. She played a show there. Is she, is, is she going to be hanging out with Jackson Mahomes? Uh, I can't, I can't imagine anybody would advise games? her to do that on her legal team. She is, if not only the, the most popular musician currently you know, active on the planet right now, She's also the most media conscious and image conscious and uh, Er, spending time around somebody with that kind of reputation. No, no, I cannot imagine would be uh, something she'd want to do. No, no, I redact that. Not Jackson. Uh, Brittany. Brittany Mahomes. Who knows? That'd be weird, too. I do like Kansas City to win this week. I do. I think they get right. They're just too good. Uh, That three-point line is nice, too. I, I like it. Yeah, I'll go think, uh, Kansas City 30 to 27. I think Jacksonville. I think you were kind of right on Jacksonville. Nobody I think the they're going to win the division. Good. Nobody in the AFC South is good. I, I don't and think they I might just, win it by being the least. I, I think they're going to win the division, but they really didn't impress me. Lawrence had a couple passes that could have easily been intercepted and weren't. Yes. Yeah. Um, he, he made some yeah. great throws. He also made some terrible throws. Like I think everybody, yeah. there are a lot of people overreacting to this Trevor Lawrence performance. Like, Oh, but did you see that touchdown pass he had? He had a couple of great touchdown passes. Credit where credit's due. This one beautiful throw in the back of the end zone, back corner, that uh, the guy got the knee down. Just a great play. But a lot of dropped interceptions, a lot of dangerous throws. This guy's not perfect, and this team's not perfect. Their offensive line is very flawed. However, I think they're still the least bad team in the AFC South. Uh, right now, I would say they should be the favorites to win the division after what Tennessee looked like over the weekend. I, I do. I the do Colts like ETN. Just aren't there yet. I, and like I do. ETN. And ETN yeah. had a good game against the Colts. Yeah. Um, but I like yeah. Kansas City bouncing back this week by three. Yeah. And a couple extra days. I, I like them off the. And whenever you have Andy Reid, extra days to prepare for a team. Mm-hmm. That's always that's always good. Um, Absolutely. All right. So this week we actually have four hundred five games and four twenty five games. We didn't have any 405 last week. At least to my knowledge, we didn't. Don't believe, I don't believe. so. No. So we just had four, or we just have 425 and one o'clock. So this week we get 405 games. So the two 425 games are on CBS, and the two 405 games are on Fox. So, um, and then, you know, uh, this week, and I don't like when they did week one when they put Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson at the same time as Romo and Nance. I don't know if we talked about this. We probably did. I don't like when they do that. You know, I like my number one announcing teams being on it like stagmented times. Stagment is that? Is that the word I want to use? Stagmented. Uh, Staggering is the word you're looking for, Tommy. There you are. I don't know why. I don't know why I said stagmented. Staggered. I like when the one teams are staggered. I don't like when they're scheduled at the same time. Um. So. 
But this week they'll probably I haven't looked at the announcer schedule, but they're probably staggered. I hope hope they're staggered this week. So CBS gets the four twenty five slot this week. Um oh my god. The New York Jets, after just getting a steel toe to the brain, uh have to go to Dallas. After Dallas just put a whooping in the stadium that they just won in last night against the Giants on Sunday night. Well, why didn't Dallas just stay in New York? Why was it just this game at the Meadowlands? That would have been so much easier if I was Dallas. But the game's in Dallas. Uh, but there's the whole mental thing. You don't want to be in a hotel for that long. I guess not. But it would have just been like, yeah, we're already in New York. We might as well just keep winning here and beating up teams here. Um, but Dallas is favored by <laughs> eight and a half. It's a lot. Over, over under is 39 and a half. That is way too high. I'll just say weird. that right now. That's a really weird line. Way too high. I think it's the whole Rodgers overreaction. Because this line wasn't crazy on, on Sunday. And then it, it moved a lot after the Rodgers injury. I feel I like it was like I feel like it was like, like three and a half, right? Something like that. I, I don't think it should be as high as it is. I feel, I still think Dallas is going to win. I like Dallas by six. I'll say Dallas by six. Um. That's a crazy line, Tommy. I, I don't think the Jets are that bad. These are two great defenses, by the way. I think this could be a defensive battle, low scoring. Um, Really, the Cowboys scored so many points because of uh, the New York Giants mishaps yeah. on Sunday. It was not because... And it was raining. Yeah, it was and raining. a lot of it was the rain, the mishaps. Soon. You know, to be fair, both teams have to play in the rain, not just the Giants, but... True. Um, The Cowboys capitalized on a lot of short fields, a lot of Giants just being the Giants and, and doing stupid stuff. I don't think the Jets are going to do that. And it's kind of crazy to say, oh, I think the Giants are going to make more mistakes than the Jets did. But uh, that's the world we live in. Yeah, I like a low-scoring six-point Dallas win here. Yeah, so I just basically gave a whole little anecdote about how the Jets probably aren't going to make the playoffs. But whenever Dallas is put in a spot like this where they're expected to win – by a number of points and just completely go out and blow a team in the water. They always hang around. They always let the other team hang around and they're always ready for a letdown. If you're Dallas. Okay. I actually like the jets to win here and I picked Dallas, but now I'm actually changing my pick. I like the jets because I think Dallas is going to let them hang around. And I think that defense is so good. They're going to create some turnovers. The Dallas offense really didn't have to do a whole lot on Sunday night. Dak didn't really have to do much because the defense kind of did everything for him. I like the Jets to win. I don't know why. Whenever Dallas is in a situation where they're kind of a nobody believes in us team here. Yeah, I mean, and I know Zach Wilson's not good, but I think that, you know, they beat beat Buffalo. Nobody thought they'd do that without Aaron Rodgers. So. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know, man. Dallas eight and a half at home. Something is going to happen. It's definitely not going to be eight and a half. I think the Jets win by a field goal. I think like it's like you said, low defensive battle, uh, not very many points. I like New York to by a field, goal. and I think their defense forces Dak into some situations, and I think the Jets win. I All can't right. believe I'm picking them, but I right. kind of like them. So, 
All right. Washington at Denver. This was a candidate for the how many margaritas should I drink during this game? But that's not the game we picked. But this is super close to being burn your cable box-ish. Uh, Denver's favored by three and a half. The over-under is 38. I couldn't really get a good read on this game, but I guess I'm going to pick Denver because it's at mile high. I didn't like Washington either. Washington almost lost to Arizona. So I really don't know how to feel about this game at all, except that it's going to be on my screen and I won't know what to do with it. Pat, what, what, what do you read here? I mean, I don't, you know, what are you thinking? Yeah, I guess I'm going to pick Denver at home. They didn't look that bad. Washington didn't look that bad either. These teams are both kind of whatever. Three and a half is probably a half point too high. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Denver by three. Yeah, I'll take that. I, I don't, I, you go in an uh, onside kick first Kickoff of the game for Sean Payton? What what is this? The Super Bowl? I mean, I don't know. Something something's weird. I don't know. I wasn't really impressed by them on Sunday. Even though I really like the Raiders. But Denver, I don't know. They didn't look half bad. Washington didn't look half bad. So it should be technically a good game, but I don't know. If this was like week thirteen. I think this game would probably not be very good. But since it's week two, it's still sort of, because it'll be competitive. But I think it comes down to a field goal. But this is such a weird game, for sure. Um, But let's go to the Fox games. One o'clock, we have Jordan Love traveling Mercedes-Benz Superdome to take on Desmond Ritter and the Algier Robinson running back duo. Game is Green Bay's favored by two, and the over-under is at 40 and a half. Pat, I like Atlanta by a touchdown. Yeah, I like Atlanta at home, too. Uh, I'll take Atlanta at home by three. I'm just going to go with the home team here. Green Bay, two-point favorite on the road. That's really interesting to me against a team that uh, did not look bad. I mean, the Falcons didn't look great, but they're 1-0, and they won last week at home. So, uh yeah, I'm, I'm going to just roll with the home team here. I'll take Atlanta. I think that run game is just too much to hang with. I, I think we see a, a little bit worse of a game from Jordan Love, who looked really good against the Bears. But at the same time, it is the Bears. But on, on the flip side, for Atlanta, that run game looked great. Desmond Ritter did not. And again, it was against the Panthers, who, who I don't think are good. So maybe take it all with a grain of salt. I think one of these two teams could end up being a wild card playoff team. So... Uh, it's worth keeping an eye on here. Could matter near the end of the season, the, the tiebreaker between these two. So, yeah, important game here. Uh, the Brett Favre Bowl, if you will. Uh, I will take oh, Atlanta, though. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting thought. Um, yeah, I'm not ready to admit defeat on my Jordan Love thing. It's been one week. Um, I'm actually ready for him to actually play a competitive team uh, that has a pretty good running game. I, I, you know, they look good against Carolina. Like, I, I know it's Carolina. But Carolina was keeping that game close for a while. I don't think they're as bad as we think they are either. Um, I think... I, th- I think they are that bad. I don't think Carolina's going to be good. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Season's still young. You never know. It is young. Um, but uh, but I will say, I Falcons, don't believe in them. 
Falcons win this game, and I think I think this is the week where we kind of see Jordan Love uh, downgrade a little bit. I think this is the week where we see him struggle at the dome. Uh, it's going to be pretty loud. I think those fans are going to get a little antsy, a little get up for him. I, I didn't, yeah, I don't see it this week from him. I think Bears week one that was tough to go there. Second week on the road in a hostile environment like Atlanta. That 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 crowd is gonna be ready for Bijan. Um, I like the running game too much. Give me Atlanta. I'm I'm all over the Falcons this week. All right, all right. Let let's go to uh, let's go to Detroit. It's actually a pretty decent game. Uh, Seattle traveling to Ford Field to take on the Lions. Over and under is forty seven. Detroit is favored by six. I think that is a high line. That's high. For Detroit, I know Seattle didn't look great last yeah. week. Um, Rams are a team we probably doubted way too much. What What are your thoughts? I kind of watched that game last week. What were your thoughts on that Seattle uh, Rams game last week? Yeah, I had red zone going, and, and this was that game where they just kind of never showed it, but every time they put it on, it's like, oh, the Rams are still up, and then the Rams are up by how much? It was one of those. So I, I didn't really see a ton of it, but I don't know if I want to overreact to it. I think I need to see it this week from both of these teams. I'm not going to say Detroit got lucky against Kansas City, but Detroit kind of got lucky against Kansas City. A lot of things had to bounce their way for them to win that game. I guess that's true of any game of football, but it it felt especially true uh, in this week one match. I am actually going to take Seattle here, and I don't know if that's a popular take. In fact, I know for a fact it's not going to be one because everybody loves this Detroit team, but I think they're pretty equivalent squads here and Seattle's going to be hungry for this win. I still believe in them. I still believe in Pete Carroll. Uh, they're going to get the ship right here. Uh, and Detroit is not a perfect football team at all. Detroit has some, some serious flaws, particularly in the defensive backfield. And I think these receivers for Seattle, uh, that trio of Metcalf, uh, of Tyler Lockett and of JSN is just going to be too much for them. I've got the Seahawks here by six. Uh, yeah, it's a good pick. I, uh, I like that pick a lot, but I'm actually going to pick Detroit. Uh, I think Detroit wins by a field goal. I think those home fans are going to be ecstatic uh, after crowd. the win last week. They get a couple extra days of rest since they played on Thursday. Um, I think this is the Jamar Gibbs breakout game. I think they get him going. But I think at the end of the day, the Lions, who I thought would use Gibbs more, and they didn't. That's nah, first game of his rookie year. Okay. Maybe they'll use him a little bit more this week. I do like the Lions at home. I think the fans make it make a difference. I think Lions win by three at home. Close game the whole way through. Lions pull it out. A game that they probably wouldn't pull out, but they're going to pull out. I think they're going to be 2-0, Pat. I like it. All right. Bears at Bucks. Yikes. Well, actually, the Bucks won last week. We were really dogging on them last they week. They did. They won. They, they went in the they went in the U.S. Bank Stadium and slapped around Kirk Cousins a little bit. Chicago travels to the land of where 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 Tampa Tom used to reside. Baker Mayfield versus Justin Fields, Pat. And you know who I'm going to pick? I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. They're favored by three. And the over one over under is forty one and a half. I like Tampa Pat. I do. I like Tampa Bay. 
All right. I feel the same way. I think the Bears looked awful. Yeah. Bears might be the worst team in the league. They looked. uh, They might be. The the play calling was atrocious. Uh, Not enough time offensively for Justin Fields to do anything. The offensive line was horrible. Um, You know, and and the thing that really got to me was, and I, I, I think I told you this, but the Bears and Packers are hated rivals, right? But apparently Jordan Love and Justin Fields have a friendship. And Jordan Love wanted tickets for his mom for the game. So Justin Fields bought Jordan Love's mom tickets to the game at Soldier Field. Uh, um, I I don't understand why this is uh, happening. We're rivals. I hate you. We're no, it's, be, it's being nice. No, it's being I, nice. No, 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 don't no, care. Packers, Packers, Bears, it's not now. No, Listen, we're not we're not running an after school special. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, we're, we're all I friends think it's now. I, like, I, I don't I, know why oh, somebody geez. in the Packers organization couldn't break. provide him smother with I, like a sweet or something. I, oh, you think man. wouldn't, wouldn't nice. she get better seats than that? She was just like in the middle of the crowd. I get it's a weird be stadium, a but be they couldn't put her nice. in a suite. I don't get why somebody be in the Packers nice. organization couldn't put her in like the family section or in a suite. That was weird. I, I don't know, but I don't really care. Tra- this fr- no, and, and my I, point is that I, the Bears just suck. No, they do. No, they do. They're not very good. I'm They're just awful. saying when you're a quarterback and and you're fraternizing with the rivals quarterback and helping him out with things, so you're going to give him an edge. I, I don't know. I still nothing. like it. Means nothing. All right. I don't, I don't like. I don't like that. All right. Just feels. You don't have to. But now the Bears look. Looked terrible last week. Defense looked horrible. Everything about them looked bad. I like Tampa. Yeah, I do too. Colt, how about Colts at Texans? Yeah. Second Fox game for the Colts this year. Colts are favored by one at okay. Houston. Okay. Over and under is four. Over and under is forty. I like the Colts, Pat. I like the Colts too. I'll take the Colts by a field goal. My barometer is Houston didn't look very competitive last week against uh, a potential playoff team, and the Colts did. Uh, this is a Colts team that fought hard. They played well. They had a chance to win the game. They didn't, but they had a chance, and uh, that's what I'm looking for this season is I want Richardson to improve, and I want the Colts to be competitive. I want them to be feisty. I want something to believe in, and if they can do that, then Maybe they won't win a ton of games this year, but eventually I think they will. The big issue for the Colts is the run game outside of Richardson, uh, you know, who's a quarterback. The running backs looked absolutely miserable. Maybe they do need Jonathan Taylor after all, or Zach Moss, who's also hurt. That's a big problem. But yeah, other than that, I thought Richardson was clearly the best of the rookie quarterbacks on Sunday. It's going to be a fun head-to-head matchup here with another rookie quarterback. Uh, Stroud looked good, not great. He had to throw the ball 44 times, which isn't ideal, but – you know, got to do what you got to do sometimes. That's the game. I think the Colts are going to be okay. I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be average even. I, I think they're going to be not that bad. They're, they're going to be all right. It's going to be just another kind of whatever season. But if they win five or six games, I think that's more than a lot of people expected of them. And with that, if they win those that amount of games and Richardson looks pretty good or looks like he did on Sunday and perhaps even gets better. Then I think that's a successful season. And uh, I think the winning ways start on Sunday this week, for the Colts. 
Okay. Ah, both in agreement on that one. Um, okay. Now we have the 405 on Fox. It's the Niners visiting the Rams. The Niners are favored by eight at SoFi. The over-under is 44 and a half. Pat, I like the Niners, but I think the Rams cover. What do you think? It's a lot. I just don't think the Rams have it in them to do this for a second straight week. Plus, it's going to be – this says it's a home game for the Rams, but it's basically an away game. It's going to be nothing but 49ers fans. There. You have true. to kind of factor yeah, that, that in. Very, that is very true. You have to factor that in. This 49ers team went on the road and just beat Pittsburgh by 23 points. Yeah. Uh, if they can do that to Pittsburgh on the road, imagine what they can do to San Francisco in a pseudo home game. Yeah, I like – or due to the Los Angeles Rams in a pseudo home game for San Francisco. Yeah, I like the 49ers here by a lot, Tommy. I'll take them by two touchdowns. Now, I know the Chargers have that problem, but the Rams even used to be in L.A. So you don't think that's less of a problem for them? It's a problem still. Nobody in L.A. is really a fan of them. It's a lot of Cowboy know, fans, Raider for, fans. I, They're Rams the fans, Chargers, but it's but... – The 49ers are the most popular team in that area. It's the yeah. 49ers and Raiders. Yeah. There are so many 49er fans there. They're the most popular team on the whole West Coast, and they travel. Uh, it's going to be a pro 49er crowd. It was like that For when they sure. played in the playoffs. Yeah. So, no, I like the Niners. I, I just think, like, too many weapons. And, you know, whether it's Debo or whether it's Ayuk or whether it's McCaffrey, I mean, you, you got to prepare for so much. And Brock Purdy had such a good week last week. Yeah, the Niners are going to win. Mm-hmm. I think they win – I think I win by two touchdowns. I think they cover the eight. All right. All right. All right. Now, this was the burn your cable box game of the week. But this week, it is the Jimmy Buffett, you know, how many margaritas do I have to drink so that I'm able to watch this game? Game. Pat, can I ask you for (laughs) the New York Giants going to Arizona? Where the Giants are favored by five and a half. Yeah, this oh is my the God. Giants had the worst season opening performance I've ever seen. I need about six Jeez. margaritas to get through this one, Tommy. Oh um, God, six. Maybe Ooh. forty for one for every point the Cowboys scored on them. Yeah, this is uh still a Giants team that I don't think is horrible. They just had a horrible game and one of the worst games you'll ever see. <laughs> I think they win yeah. six or seven games. I'm out on them as a playoff team, but I'm in on them as a team that's better than Arizona. And Arizona was frisky. They were competitive. I think it's a close game. Uh, I like the Giants by four. Yeah, that line's way too high. Over-under is 39 and a half. Um, That might be the lowest over-under of the week. Uh No, Washington-Denver is. Washington-Denver is the lowest. But I think that's the second lowest. Um, Yeah, Arizona. I think this week, I, I don't know where I am on the Giants. I'm not ready to pull the plug on them quite yet. Rainy game, divisional against new uh against Dallas. Um Dallas isn't isn't Dallas like undefeated against them or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um but no, I like I like the Giants to win. I, I think it would take me about eight and a half margaritas to, to get through this. There game. you go. There you go. For sure. Yeah, so, terrible game. All right. Uh let's go through this. Sunday night. Miami at New England over under is 46 and a half. Uh, Miami's favored by two and a half. I like Miami by two touchdowns. 
Too offense is too fast. I don't think that New England. New England should... looked pretty good. New England looked pretty good. They just had a lot of opportunities. They couldn't make it happen. I think they're competitive in this game. But Tommy, I say it every week. There are some matchups where you just have to pick one team over the other. The Dolphins just own the Patriots. They do. The Dolphins, even when Tom Brady was walking through that door in New England, the Dolphins own them. The Dolphins have dominated this rivalry over the years. Um, I think this is going to be a good game. I like Miami by three. I don't think their offense is quite as good as it's as it was week one, but I still think it has a good showing. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Miami by three on the road. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like them too. Let's go through the Monday night doubleheader. Um, Saints at Panthers. Uh, Saints are favored by three and a half. Over under is 40. That game is on ESPN or ESPN2. And I think all the games are on ESPN Plus as well. But I like the Saints to beat the Panthers by about two touchdowns. I feel pretty confident about that. Yeah, this Saints defense looked great. Maybe it's because they played Ryan Tannehill, Tommy. And maybe it's a little bit of both. Probably a little bit of both. But this Saints pass rush is going to be one of the best in the entire league all season long. I think they get off after Bryce Young early and often in this one. I think they make his life tough. It's Bryce Young's first home game, but uh, I don't think that's enough to will the Panthers' victory here. I like New Orleans by 10. Okay. I thought Derek then, Carr did some stuff too. I, I kind of liked what I saw from the Saints. Yeah. And I think Kirk Herbstreet and Chris Fowler are calling this, I think. That's fun. So that'll be that'll be cool. It's I believe. Busy I believe week for uh busy week for him. Kirk yeah, Herbstreet is doing Thursday night, Saturday night, and Monday night. Yeah. I assume every, he's every doing Saturday days. night football at least. If he's every not, he's doing days, game day. Yeah. So that's gonna be yeah. a, a crazy schedule for him anyway. But then the ABC game is that starts an hour after. So the first game starts at 7. The second starts at, I think, like an hour after, hour and 15 after. But it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, Lisa Salters, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. All right. On ABC, Cleveland's favored by 2.5, over Already, 39.5. That line is crazy. In Pittsburgh, 2.5 point favorites Cleveland. Yeah. I'll take Pittsburgh. I'm I like them bouncing too. back. Yeah, I um, losing back to back home games agreement. is just tough. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you here on Pittsburgh, Tommy. Simply because I don't think that game on last Sunday was a reflection of Pittsburgh being terrible. I think it's just a reflection of San Francisco being really good. Yeah, I think that's a tough way to open the season at home uh, under uh-huh. the catch up bottle. You know, under the catch up bottle, I mean that's a tough tough way to go and having to play that loaded offense. I think Cleveland uh, comes back to earth this week. Um, this is still a good Cleveland team. Pittsburgh, it's going to be a competitive yeah. division both well, ways. I think I think Pittsburgh comes back. I think Tomlin really gives them a good message this week. Kind of tears them a new one, gets them going again. And I think that, I think they win by a field goal. I think it's a close game. I'll say the but same. I do like Pittsburgh to win. I'll say the same. Yeah, I like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh to win under the big ketchup bottle. But Patrick, thank you for joining us again for week two. Always. Hopefully, you'll be back for next next week, week three. I promise you that and, much. Uh, we're, you know, uh, we got the first and 10 for you. People know where they can find you on Apple and Spotify do. first and 10 podcasts. So, all right, man, have a good football week. You too. Hey, it's the most wonderful right. time of the year. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. See ya. Peace.